following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well to the broken helmet. Let's rock. Hey, coming to you live on tape on this Thursday, August 4th, 2022. The Eggie Brothers staring down the barrel of the NFL gun with tonight being the preseason kickoff. Jags versus the Raiders. Tonight at 8 p.m. in Canton. Are you ready for your 2022 Raiders there, Chris? They are going to suck. <laughs> there you go. Uh, actually, I mean, I, I think they'll... I, I don't know how they'll be this year. We talked about a little bit about last uh, the Raiders last week. However, you're not going to really get to see much out of tonight. Uh, because I, I don't... Did you even look to see who was playing and who wasn't? I don't think anybody is, right? I tried to find, but they, they don't really... They haven't really revealed too much of who's going to play, who's not going to play. I, I mean, I look, I, I'm obviously pessimistic in the situation for good reason. I mean, they, they haven't been good for a long time, but they're, they're just in such a good division. It's, it's tough to see them really getting that far, but we talked enough about the Raiders. We don't need to keep talking about them. Well, relevant now only because they have tonight's preseason kickoff game. Um, so anyway, like I said, it, it will be Jags versus Raiders 8 p.m. tonight. Uh, you can see the show on NBC or Peacock, this show, the game on NBC or Peacock. Uh, then come Saturday, you will get the 2022 Hall of Fame inductees up on deck and I guess the biggest name of that to me is Dick Vermeil, the head coach. He'll be going in, obviously, Philadelphia, and then won the title with the Rams and then went on and finished up with a couple of years out there in Kansas City. Uh, throw in Tony Baselli, Sam Mills, Bryant Young, Big Dick Seymour, Leroy Butler, Cliff Branch, um, you know, I, I not a <laughs> Leroy. Leroy Insert a little butler and there you go. But not a great not a great Hall of Fame class, right? No. Like kind of boring. Not, not, not something well you really talk too much about. I mean, granted they, they all deserve to be there, I guess. You know, like I, I, Sam Mills I, was great. I, I, I mean, it's just been a while. Bryant Young in his in, in the day was fantastic, but you know, when when you talk about defensive tackles of all time, you know, is Bryant Young? I, I you know, you barely remember him now, and he's kind of a newer addition, right? I mean, yeah, '90s, and yeah. you kind of all right. And Tony Baselli, I can't believe the '90s. Like it's the '90s is so far away now. You know, you 90s is 90s. ancient. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, Richard Seymour, he just played in the like the early 2000s, the mid 2000s, right? When did he go to When did he go to the Raiders? How did he finish uh, up his career? 2010? Two, maybe? 20 I was going to say earlier than that, 2000 No, I guess you're right. Yeah, probably around then. When was his final uh when was his final I thought you would know more I, I mean Pats fans would have been like, "Oh, yeah, you, you know, I can't do a fucking yeah, Patriot yeah. uh Accent, but uh, Richard Seymour's stats he played up until 2012 at 33 years old, so you know, 10 years, and uh, and he's there. But 
you know, I mean, Baselli, obviously, he was a big stud tackle that, in hindsight, people really don't look fondly back at. And his career was definitely short. Um, and I guess there was a whole bunch of uh, internet talk because I, I guess Bruce Smith said something about it. Or I, there was something about Tony Baselli, and he had a pancake video, and he and he mopped up on Bruce Smith during one game, and everybody's like, ah, oh, yeah, that was just one game. I just can't like Cliff Branch, really? They just like I don't know Leroy was... Butler. I mean, come on, Leroy Butler, he was good. You know, you you think of D backs and safety, you think of Leroy Butler? I'm like, not really. You know, Sam. I mean, Sam Mills was legit. Sam Mills. You know, I, I look at that. Sam Mills, Sam Mills was incredible. Sam Mills was great. Bryant Young was great. And uh, Richard Seymour was awesome. I mean, those three and Vermeil, I'm all in on. Uh, Baselli's career was really short. Uh, Butler and Branch, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if I would have voted for him, but I'm not on the uh, committee uh, because I'm me. Um, I mean, to each, to, to each their own when voting for who's going to make the, you know, Hall of Fame, but... There's just he Cliff Branch isn't somebody that stands out to me as somebody that you're like, oh yeah, Cliff Branch was incredible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, you know, you know, like nobody talks. The dude had two one thousand yard seasons. The I I only remember out of fourteen. I know the only reason I remember Baselli was because he was I I mean I think he was one of their initial draft picks um, for Jacksonville when they started out and. Um, and what's his face was the coach. Um, oh my god, I forgot his fucking name. He, and then he coached the Giants to two Super Bowls, and uh, I wanted him fired ages ago. Coughlin? Uh, Tom Coughlin. Co- it was uh, it was Coughlin and Brunell and Baselli were the big three. You know, there uh, was it Natron. I think it might have been Natron Means. Fred Taylor was after that. Natron um, means business. Natron means business. But Baselli, uh, you know, he, he, that's the only reason I remember him was because he was just one of the early figures. You know, you think back from the like, Jaguars. Great, great it, was, was, it was. Ju- it was Jones Drew. Maurice Jones Drew was after Fred Taylor, who was after yes. Natron Means, I think. Who Natron Means came from San Diego, Super yep. Bowl in San Diego, Super and then Bowl. he went yep. and then he went to the Jags. I mean, and we, Fred Taylor came from Buffalo. No, I thought Fred Taylor was drafted. Um, was he? I, I thought so. Natron means. Let me let me make sure I'm not oh. screwing this up. Yeah. Okay. San Diego, and then I think they had the they had the Super Bowl versus what the Cowboys. Um, it was the Cowboys or the Steelers. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, no, it wouldn't have been against the Steelers. It had to be the Cowboys. Cowboys played the um, Cowboys played the what do you call it? The Steelers. So I think it was Cowboys uh, charge. I don't Somebody. Remember. Somebody smoked. I mean, the Chargers got smoked that game, didn't they? I mean, it was. It, it's. Um, I thought so. I don't even remember. Uh, it, they didn't they make a Super Bowl? I don't want to screw it up. But anyway. Um, oh no, they definitely did. They did, right? I, I'm. I'm almost yeah. positive. Early nineties. Um, but anyway, I you know Natron means you look back and it everybody knows his name I think because a Berman came up with a Natron means business and he had that one big monster year for San Diego which I think was a Super Bowl year where he had you know over a thousand yards a bunch of touchdowns and stuff like that but uh, you know now oh here it is I got his stats now he had thirteen fifty in that. Uh, year, which I believe was a Super Bowl year, but regardless, um, thirteen fifty on the ground, twelve touchdowns, and then after that, he, he didn't do anything. Seven thirty, five hundred, five hundred seven, eight twenty three, eight eighty three, and then uh, 
277 back in San Diego. Uh, he had two years in, in Jacksonville. But anyway, like we said, um, Jacksonville, I'm pretty sure it went nature on means Fred Taylor after Fred Taylor, uh, whatever, Maurice Jones drew MJD, right? Who is doing broadcasting of... now? Is that what he's doing? No. Yeah, yeah, he's on. I heard him on uh, on Sirius when I was driving last year. Yeah, I mean it's it. It seems to be the the billing, right? You know, just give us your uh, <laughs> your week or jury. You know, it's like the the NFL NFL broadcasting is like the Statue of Liberty. It's just throw us anybody, and yeah. which sucks because yeah. there are people out there. Uh, you know, if you you're down in Florida, you should listen to. If you, well, you're not a Miami Dolphin fan, but um, the OJ McDuffie, who I used to produce his show, does a pretty kick-ass uh, podcast down there called The Fish Tank. Um, so, uh, you know, th- there are other broadcasters out there that it's just kind of like, man, uh, you know, why are we throwing it to <laughs> some of these guys who are just... People down here love the Dolphins like the people from New York love, New Jersey love the Giants and the just like they are passionate. Yeah, of course. I, but, but that's what I'm saying. All I'm trying to say is that I, you know, I think there are more seasoned broadcasters out there uh, that could get a shake rather than some of the, you know, I, I mean, you know, I, whatever, Maurice Jones drew and, uh, you know, I, I mean, you can't critique like people like Channing Crowder. He, I mean, he turned his uh, career like we were talking, I think we talked about it last week, but he, he turned it into something. But there are some people, you know, Aqib Talib, I can't pronounce his name. Talib. Aqib Talib. Yes. Right. He's he's a color guy. And I, I'm sorry, I, you know, if, if that's your cup of tea, I, I don't know. I I really question you as a fan. I, I mean, I understand that he gives some kind of insight that the regular color broadcaster can't, but I mean, all I hear is a really rusty non-season broadcaster that makes it really difficult to listen to. But I you know, there he is. I think he's on like the number 3 team now for Fox. It's just NFL broadcasting is we're going to try anybody because we don't think anybody cares. <laughs> We just we think people watch football for football. Yeah, that's what it is. Yep. So anyway, uh, let's fast forward. Uh, let's get down to some news. We are full training camp. We started off last week, and here we are in the midst of it. Not a whole lot. So let's kick it over to the news. Uh, big news uh, to me, even though it has not been uh, kind of solidified exactly how bad it might be. Matt Stafford seems to have a really bad elbow. And yeah. uh, I guess he has yeah. not really been able to play, right? I mean, I read that all over the place, and that apparently it's the report today said it's hard, it's really bad. Yeah, I mean that would be a shit show if and and he had an operation on the elbow, and so now it's just gone downhill from there, and that's not good because I mean no team has a really solid backup, but you're talking about the Super Bowl champions looking to repeat. And has big implications on, you know, playoffs, over-under win totals, fantasy, uh, Ram fans. I mean, you know, implications everywhere. So, um, that doesn't seem too good. Tim Patrick, lost for the season, wide receiver. Didn't we talk about him last week? Yeah, Yeah. he was like the dark horse of the team. (laughs) Right. And then he blew his knee out, and it was like, didn't we say, like, oh, why is everybody talking about Tim Patrick? And it's like, yeah. he's the big injury of, of training camp so far. Uh, he is. That's crazy. And he's yeah. Third, and he, he's not even that notable of a player. But I, you're, you always wait for that one like massive injury. And you're like, oh, Tom Brady goes down, right? Something like that. <laughs> and, Tim- and people, I mean, they must have reported 
on every oh, single shit. site. Hello, sir. They must have reported on every single site about Tim Patrick 17 times over. Yeah, I'm listening to all this Patrick, this Tim Patrick updates, and it's making me dizzy, as can be. And hey, it is the great Christian CJ, my godson, uh, joining the program right now. What's going on, kid? You got to start talking so you can join your father and I on the microphone. And there he is. He's out. Kids faster than fucking uh, than what uh, Tariq Hill right there. Uh, it would have made yeah, a lot more sense if I could have just he's, spit out Tariq Hill just, faster than that. He's faster than my, my wife comes up to me the other day and she goes, Christian's faster than me. I'm like, no, he's not. He's like not even too. She's like, no, literally, he's faster than me. Oh, you know, that, that, that that's moms, right? Moms pretending yeah, that they're not true. so fast. Just, like, oh my God, yes. he's so fast. Oh, yeah. just, yeah. you know, yeah, put yeah, some yeah. fire under your butt. You'll catch him. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, downplaying it, yeah, it's cute. You, you guys have fun with it. Have fun. Before you know, he's, he's going to be big as shit and causing troubles and, and fighting with a sibling or somebody else. I, I, enjoy it while he's such a cute little bastard. Um, I probably, <sighs> yeah. should, probably shouldn't call my <laughs> fucking grandson a bastard. No, he is a cute. He is a cute. <laughs> Whoopsie. He is a cute little bastard. That's what he is. Um. All right. Anyway, uh, Najee Harris, he had his foot stepped on earlier in the week. Sky Moore, he left practice with a hip injury. Amari Cooper left with an ankle injury. None of those seemed... Wait, wait. Amari Cooper got hurt? I know. Can you believe that? I mean... Stop. (laughs) It's unbelievable. Oh, man. Here it is. Amari Cooper is hurt. Way to go, Rich. Fucking... Dope. Um, Amari, uh, Amari Cooper finds a way to like hyperextend his knee while he's sleeping. Like, yeah. He just wakes up and he's like, oh, I got tendonitis in my big toe. He's great like, when he what? great when he plays. Uh, but, you know, they got he's him on great. the discount anyway, and maybe that was why. Because, shit, you know, he's always injured. So His, his career ain't going anywhere fast. Yeah, Irv Smith, tight end. I will be talking about tight ends today, actually. Uh, He underwent thumb surgery, so he's banged up. And then I I guess in the significant, along with Matt Stafford and Tim Patrick, although I don't know if Tim Patrick's really that that significant, but Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde both got hurt. So starting safeties out of Buffalo banged up. Poyer seems to be the worst of the two. He hyperextended his elbow and is going to be out a couple of weeks. Hyde, uh, he had a left hip injury, but he's been practicing in limited format. So um, right now, if you were to say big injury items, Stafford, Patrick, and, and Poyer, I think, are the big three. Not a lot for training camp so far. Yeah, I, you know, we're this is, this is weird, too, because it's like there's only three preseason games. Is it me or did training camp start later this year? Does it always start around this no, time? I it's all, it always... No, it, it's all regimented, so everything starts at a given time, so no. But so, so they only have three preseason games this year, so what? They're giving everybody an extra week of practice? Is that just how it goes? No, Is it's, that just what it's the doing? extra game. Oh, it's the extra game. It's so the extra they, game, they yeah. short. Okay, all right, I got you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it, it didn't matter because it just add, I, you know, all of that adds to the fact that uh, training camp really means little to nothing outside of the injuries. And then I guess if you want to listen to, uh, you know, beat reporters tell you who's playing or if somebody's, I, you know, Daniel Jones, I'm, I'm a giant fan. This is well established. We won't bore everybody. But I mean, shit, Daniel Jones was dead in the water last week when they started out camp. And then all the podcasts, uh, you know, in the past two days have said, you know, uh, oh, look at him now. He's fucking snappy as all shit. He's getting the ball out, hitting the marks. It's kind of like, oh, 
who knows? How the hell can you tell? So it's just injuries and a bunch of, you know, kind of horse shit reports that you can figure it out, you know, on your own, I guess. By Like they had, they had, the Giants had the fourth and the tenth pick this year? Yeah. It was uh, Neil and Thibodeau. Or fifth. Yeah, but they, but they had two top ten picks, right? Fourth and tenth. Uh, was it four ten? Four ten? Four eleven? Something like that. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, you so, know. and and like, you, if you oh, do five good again, this right, whatever it was, uh, it was Thibodeau. Whatever it was. It, yeah, it was two very low draft picks or high, whatever you want to say. But why? Why? If you're gonna be good this year, that means you're gonna draft much further away than the top 10. And then you're going to be stuck with a Daniel Jones. That's how it usually works. Okay. So then you're going to be stuck. (laughs) Yeah, I I know. And so then you're stuck with a Daniel Jones. It's brotherly love. (laughs) Then you're stuck with a Daniel Jones. And you're not going to be able to draft this next class, which is apparently much better. This 2023 class has much higher grades or draft whatever you want to call it, and you're going to be much for the work. Why not use some of those, and, and this is hindsight's 2020, I guess, but why not use some of those picks to get next year's picks, right? Why not use some of those picks to trade with somebody in advance okay. of knowing the Bears are going to suck next year? Why not use some of your picks to trade with the Bears to give them some some of the high picks, or the uh, the Jaguars, right? Who are not. I mean, as much as everyone wants to talk up Trevor Lawrence, they're not going to be that good. So, are you trying to say why not trade with the shit team so you get their draft picks next year? Yes. Why not give up your fourth or tenth this year for the opportunity to make up for it next year if Daniel Jones is going to suck? Well, I mean, there's got to be a need on the other side, right? I mean, you know, you can look at it, the. Bears and the Jaguars all you want and try to trade with them. Hey, do you have anything you want to flip me? I'll take whatever it is. You know, I, I mean, but, I, you know, the Jaguars might not want to trade, right? I, I mean. Or, or or the Steelers who are in a really tough division who probably aren't going to, are, are probably a year away from really finding out how good that kid Pickett is. Why not trade with somebody like them who we, who we kind of see as next year – I mean, at least I see as somebody who's going to probably be in the bottom 10 of the league. Sure, I I smell you. It's just, again, it's all point-specific, right? I mean, you need the other team to have the need of your draft pick or the want of your draft pick, right? And you saw that with the Giants last year when they ended up flipping their draft pick with the Bears so the Bears could get fields, and as a result, the Giants got an extra pick this year, which worked out. I I understand. I think it's just more difficult. But I I will say this is that I always think that teams – to me, quarterback is it. Like, that's it. That, you know, if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have shit. And if you got two, three quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback. So, to me, unless you had a, a solid number one quarterback, I would always draft a quarterback every year. Uh, that's just me, right? So, if I was the Giants, I would have picked a quarterback last year. 
the year before that. I would have picked one this year. I would always be picking quarterback. Because you in the NFL, you really don't know what you hit until it shows itself. You know who does that? The Patriots do that. Well, the Patriots they did it for all, a long time. And, and then they would yeah. flip them, right? I mean, that was yep. Brissett and, yep. and Garoppolo, you know, which they both oh, flipped. It goes, it goes further than that. Matt Castle, they flipped. Um, right, Castle was flipped. The, um, who was what the, was the other kid's name that oh, they flipped? Damn it, uh, damn it. Uh, I just... God. He was... Uh, damn it. Um... Ryan Mallett. Well, they, they Ryan Mallett. Ryan Mallett. Ryan Mallett. Yep. Right. Ryan Mallett. They flip. They just flipped uh, uh, the kid. They they flipped the kid to the Raiders. Uh, 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 st- st- uh, uh, the kid from Georgia. S T S T. Oh, I don't know. I saw it. I saw it in the news. I, I wasn't paying attention to it. It wasn't big, but yeah, they 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 flip. You know, they they take players and flip uh, quarterbacks. They have no problem. They'll they'll. I mean, the the thing about quarterbacks is if you hit. You have to advertise them somehow, way, shape, or form, right? So if you're going to do this developmental thing, you're going to have to get them PT. The preseason is fantastic for that, right? Because you never play your quarterback anyway. So anybody that you draft, you can put in there. And my belief is quarterbacks are good. They're not developed. So, which is why I don't have a lot of faith, per se, in Daniel Jones. Do you think quarterbacks can be developed or they, you know, are just born that way? There's well, there's two. I think that's a two tier. I mean, the two two tiers of them, right? There's or three. Yeah, I'm probably there's, making it too simplistic. There's 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 the natural talent. There's the the talent, but no feel for the NFL game yet. And then there's just the guys who are good at football, but don't have that uh, uh, that really that upper echelon that Andrew Luck. That Peyton Manning, that you know, right, right, right out of with you. you, you know they're going to be good. But they're like, like Tom Brady is a, is a perfect example. That dude works hard, man. Like he he's earned, he's earned this. Well, like he's earned the ability. I, I, but he you was know, like, good out of the gate, right? Like he got better, but I wouldn't say he was developed. You know, he worked on his no, arm strength from the beginning, and he worked on it. I mean, his passing improved, but he was great to begin with. Let, let's say, let, let's throw out something more recent. Ryan Tannehill, for example, right? Yes. High praise, big draft pick, didn't necessarily work out in Miami. Got traded to Tennessee and has had a good second career, right? But I don't think he's really developed into anything that he wasn't with the Dolphins. It was just a bad system for him or bad franchise. Okay, I mean, if you actually look at his statistics, his his statistics weren't bad in Miami. He just wasn't the right fit. But but that's what I'm saying, right? But I wouldn't say that the success he's had in Tennessee is because he developed. He just found a system that was more toward him. No, I'd like I'll give you a perfect example. Matt Ryan, right? He just he always was what he was. And finally they're just like he's not going to be able to get us to the to the glory to to you know to 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 the Super Bowl. I agree so with you. So they're just like well, in his regard, he his skills went down, right? But they never developed yes. past where it started. Right, right, right. Like he he Matt Ryan was pretty good for a long time. He also had Julio Jones. Give anybody Julio Jones in his prime and they're probably going to be good. But, uh, you know, it, and Aaron Rodgers sat for how long? Three years? Well, I mean, they had Brett Favre. What are you going to do? But, yes, he sat for a yeah, while. I, he sat for a long time. And who knows what he would have been like right out of the gate. 
you know? Oh, but I, he was pretty he was pretty developed when he finally started. The, Patrick Mahomes was pretty pretty damn Yeah, they put him in for that one game and he blew up. Yeah, they, he was pretty polished by the time they put him in. They, they knew exactly what they had in him, you know, when they put him in for that one game. And they were like, yeah, okay, Alex yeah. Smith, you're fucking gone. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, sorry, bro. But, sorry, bro. I, I mean, I can't think of any quarterback that has ever, ever developed. There's been functional quarterbacks, but this whole development or, you know, he might hit. I Can you think of, an, of a quarterback? And, I, you know, I, my knowledge is spans a couple of decades here, but I can't really think of anybody that came around and all of a sudden, like four or five years in, it was like, oh, he took off. Uh, you know, he always had it. It was just... Oh, like, no. No, no. Right? No, 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 no. I the mean, reason, that's why I said, that's why I said uh, Aaron Rodgers because he he didn't start until his fourth season and, and he was incredible. But, you know, Andrew Luck, I, I'll bring him up again. He looked like an NFL quarterback in his first NFL game. He sure. Was I mean, really, he was a, really he was good. a fucking interception machine, but yeah, I mean, he was an NFL quarterback. I get what you're saying. Yeah. He was really good. I, but I can't think of anybody that after however many seasons, you're just like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah he's incredible. Right. So, and, and I bring this back to where I, I, I think I started, but it was like fucking Daniel Jones. I, what do you expect to get out of this guy? Uh, like I, I don't, I just don't know what the Giants organization is thinking. Continuing this experiment for a fourth year. Now they didn't pick up the fifth year, so it's either going to work out and they're going to pay him what a good quarterback makes, or they're going to send him on his way. Um, you but know, that's my point. I, I look. I'm not a. I'm obviously not a general manager. I'm obviously not a person that has to play with the numbers or the values of draft picks. On a weekly, I'm sure they deal with it on a weekly basis because they have to review everybody that they have. So my my question is to any any organization such as the Giants, if you're not going to give the guy the fifth year option, fine. But what's your plan? Yes, exactly. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, And that's why I would continually draft a quarterback in hopes that you find someone. Because I do think that there is a uh, piece uh, of uh, quarterback's destiny that's just sheer luck. It's just them getting the opportunity at any given time. Um, You know, I I don't know if any have been missed on, but you never know because only so many get the call. Right? You know, you can look at the Kurt Warner story, which is obviously pretty crazy. Right, but it was like the guy could hang. He just never got the shot, and then once he did, it was out of the park. He was also old. I mean, he was older, but but the thing was that he could do it. Right and now, I don't think that you see that all that often. Right, I mean, there's been plenty of quarterbacks that have come around and just no nothing's hit. But um, yeah, right. All right. So if if but which by the way, you're that is the closest thing to somebody who wasn't that good or who didn't really have a shot, but was really good when given the shot. Yo, so he, but again, he didn't develop. List. He just came out. I, I mean, remember, it wasn't like... No, he was good. <laughs> right. It, was it wasn't good. like Kurt, his Kurt, fifth year with, with the Rams. You know, they picked him up the scrap heap. You know, Iowa Barnstormers, whatever the hell it was. Threw him on the roster. Trent Green goes down and boom. You know, and not for nothing, Marshall Falk made, made everybody better. I mean, he was... Marshall Falk was incredible. He was the best fantasy player I'll ever remember. He... Uh, oh. 
There have been a ton, but he was awesome. Ladanian Tomlinson, yeah, he was awesome. Ladanian Tomlinson was another one. Ladanian Tomlinson was great too. But Mark, I don't, you know, if you if you had me draft one of the two, I'm probably taking Falk. I don't know. Tomlinson was probably better on the ground. It's a tough one, dude. Falk was so good. Falk was so good. But you know, that Ram team in that year really, I, I I mean, it was kind of like a modern team building experiment where they went and they were like, we've got to get this here, this here, that there, these pieces will fit. You know, it's kind of like what they're doing nowadays, obviously because of the cast. It's exactly, doing it a different way. it's exactly, it's exactly what they're doing nowadays. Their team, Kurt Warner was a perfect fit for that team. And he, and don't take any credit away from him. He was really, he was really good. And he made, Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce and Marshall Falk better as well. Like he was, he was good. Right. It, it, they just had a plan, like a, a short term plan to build that roster around what they wanted. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, Warner ended up being the cog, but I mean, it would have been Green, and he looked good in the preseason. But you know, you don't see that from a lot of teams. But you're seeing a lot more of it nowadays. I think. Where the, yeah. you know, teams are just it, everything has become more short term, and you obviously that's reflected in the draft with all these trades and all this shit. It's, it's been kind of crazy, but um, anyway, we're we're on a, a short time here. Last week we went yeah, really long. Last, thi- no, last go ahead. thing, yeah, sure. So so da- so uh, Daniel Green is it Daniel Green? Jesus, Daniel uh, Green. Who the fuck is that? The quarterback, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Trent uh, Green, Daniel Jones. <laughs> Kurt Trent Warner, Green, that's exact. Daniel yep. Jones, we've been all over the map. So the 2023 free agent quarterbacks to be are Garoppolo, Brady, Mayfield, Darnold, Bridgewater, Daniel Jones, Case Keenum, Mason. So nobody. So that that's who you're looking at trying to pick up if you're getting rid of Daniel Jones. Right. Or and and Daniel Jones is sitting there. If somebody else think that it's going to be Ryan Tannehill part two, no, he's good. He's just got to come to our team, right? No. Which I, you know, it's th- not going to be it's not going to be Garoppolo because Garoppolo is going to go somewhere, and which everybody's tying him to the Giants. But I, maybe he goes. Well, that was weird. That was last week. That report came out of nowhere. On I, I think it hit what Fantasy Life is that what it hit the the yeah. Fantasy, well, it hit Fantasy Life, and then it hit Twitter, and that's when I was like, "Oh shit, it's real." Yeah, you had shot you I, had shot me a text, and it didn't make any sense to me. Uh, you know, from a cap perspective, from a roster no, perspective, it doesn't. It doesn't, and it still doesn't it's, going forward. Because even if you were to bring him in down the line, I don't. I, the Giants just aren't a, a win now team. Uh, now I don't know. Maybe they make great strides this year, and it makes more sense for Garoppolo. I mean, for Garoppolo, yeah, you, I, I think Seattle. You said like, it. Like, that's what I think. They they won't though because that's an NFC West opponent. They'll never do that. I mean, ultimately, you trade somebody, you're just going to get what you can get for him, right? I mean, sure, they don't want to trade him intra division, but are they going to yeah, bite their nose and spite their face? You're going to take what you can get for the fucking guy. So flip him. I don't. I don't even think Seattle would give shit for him, man. I don't. Seattle's in a lose now mode. They're not in a win now mode. I don't know if they're in the win now mode. I I think that Carroll thinks that he can right the wrongs of this roster and and no fix way. this on the fly. I mean, they just threw uh, uh, once again. Wide receivers are just 
mopping up fucking in the NFL right now. And old, old, older receivers that didn't get to see this back in their day, OJ McDuffie, I know you're not listening, but if you happen to listen, I, you know, like people like OJ would have fucking mopped up, right? If they, you know, putting up good numbers, all of a sudden they become a free agent and guess what? Boom. They make a fucking more money than you can shake a stick at because wide receivers right now are the second most desired position outside of quarterback. I mean, the money they're throwing at these guys is so absurd. And it's not yeah. the value of the position. It's just I don't understand it. I just... It's like, oh, it's, it's if we a, don't have wide receiver, we're fucked. That's exactly what the thought process is. Well, if you listen to the, the PFFs of the world, I mean, there are a lot of people, especially from a statistical standpoint, that, that truly believe that. Now, you know... I, I I don't I, I think you need wide receivers. I don't think you can have fucking a bunch of humps sitting on the uh, on the field, you know, dropping passes. But you know, I I don't know if you des- definitely need like a stud. It's been done I'm without. Just, I always I I keep thinking back to the teams that have won, gone on dynasty runs, right? Like the Patriots, re- realistically, recently. I you know outside of Randy Moss in that one year, they didn't win with this m- unbelievable wide receiver core. No, Tom Brady was really good, but they didn't win with a a, a wide receiver core. They no, didn't. no, and, and I, I'm I'm going to end it here because we can go on and just spend the next twenty minutes talking about this. But like Tyree Kell, let, let's just see how Tyree Kell pans out for the Dolphins at the end of the. Oh, uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be garbage, dude. I I, I don't know if he's gonna garbage. be garbage, but I just think it, there people are gonna turn around and be like, oh man, that was the peak, right? I mean, I'm I'm pulling for you. It might be the same thing said about Devontae Adams. I think it's a little bit different because I think D- Adams is a different kind of. Uh, wide receiver, I think Ty Hill is a lot more physical attributes. Where Adams is more receiver, um, but you know we'll see. They threw a ton of money at him, and they're going to put him with Tua and all that kind of other stuff. And we'll see if you know Dude, he has anybody, a huge fall off now that he's not with Mahomes. Anybody who's one hit away from being knocked out of every game is not worth paying. Two hundred million dollars. Well, you can't say that. that. That's every quarter. That's every. Sorry, that's every. Well, that's every quarterback. That's every wide receiver. More, more so the wide receiver, just because of the of the impact of the collisions nowadays. But Tyree Kill is five eight, two hundred pounds. The dude, the dude is going to get rattled. Yeah, I mean, he, he lasted this long, though, so, you know, and I mean, he's had a, a couple injuries here and there, but he's been very sturdy, so you, you can't knock somebody for injuries you think are going to happen. I mean, he's small, but it hasn't, you know, he hasn't lost a full season, you know, he, he's lost some time here and there, um, but I, I, I am with you where I am very hesitant to put any of my fantasy eggs in his basket. Uh, I mean, and the last thing I'll say is, I'm a huge Raiders fan. I love him to death, but I, I still wouldn't give Devontae Adams $30 million a year, man. Uh, I wouldn't either. I, just, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't either, but it's something sure that they thought it. they had to do, and so, you know, they did. And for you, I hope it hits. I hope it hits. Um, so, let's... Uh, all right, so we got about 20 minutes here, so we'll... 
we're going to do fantasy. This is going to be the start off of the fantasy season. Um, we'll do it really quick. We'll we'll just do three quick pieces because we're going to do tiers. We're going to do quarterbacks and tight ends, uh, of which it shouldn't take too long. So we'll start talking about uh, you know maybe some strategy pieces for 2022, and then we'll talk about QBs and with tight ends, and then we'll be out. So let's uh, let's kick it off. Strategy 2022, staring you down here. Do you have any pearls of wit or wisdom for the thousands and millions or thousands and thousands, millions and millions? Anyway, uh, I botched that whole fucking thing. Um, anyway, of the millions of listeners to the Broken Helmet as to what you, sir, are going to be doing this year. Well, I'm not going to be drafting uh, uh, Trey Lance like everybody and their brother. <laughs> yes, I am done with Trey Lance. We'll get to him in quarterbacks. But yes, I too am, am not on the Trey Lance train. I'm sorry. I'm so tired of hearing about Trey Lance. Have you I heard anybody like ever get more accolades for not producing shit on the field than Trey Lance? No. I don't understand I it. I can't tell you the last time I heard anybody talking about a player like they're talking about Trey Lance. It's, it, it is it's pretty outstanding. Um, all right. So uh, what will you be doing? So I'm staying away from specific people. Like a Dalvin Cook, I just, I don't, I think he's hit his peak. I am staying away from somebody like a Derrick Henry um, because of the injury last year. But when we're talking, what we're talking about today is, is really quarterbacks. So as much as I love like a Tom Brady or I love a Patrick Mahomes, I have more faith in people who are a little younger, uh, like a Justin, Justin Herbert or a Josh Allen, gotcha. or even a Joe, Joe Burrow. Like Joe Burrow has probably the best wide receiving core in all of the NFL. I mean, I, I can't name another team that has three wide receivers like that. Yeah, I, like I, I love Burrow is, as a talent. Yeah, Bur- Burrow as a talent, over a year removed from that, uh, that torn ACL was torn ACL or something. You think it was? Um, yeah, it was ACL. It was ACL two years ago. Yep. Like, like I don't care how big Lamar Jackson got. The way I look at any quarterback situation when you're drafting in fantasy is the best value for what your team is going to be. That's why it's so hard to really talk fantasy because you don't know if you're going to draft first, second, third, eighth, tenth, twelfth. And you really have to, to do the best value you're going to get based off of what the craziness of your draft is, is right. like at the moment. I, I, I'm with you in that regard that a, a lot of any kind – you know, look, I love talking fantasy, but a lot of it ends up being you know, case-specific in the sense that what you were referring to is that if a draft goes here, there, you know, some random way – you know, it's going to affect everything else thereafter. Um, and so it, it's tough to try to, uh, you know, predict oddball things from happening. But there are a couple things that you said that kind of gelled with strategies that I was thinking about. So l- let me put it a different way. Um, I am with you. I think running backs are a huge risk this year. I, I, I don't huge. know. Outside of Jonathan Taylor, I don't know if there are any that are solid, solid plays. I mean, people are talking about Christian McCaffrey. Like, you know, you'd be crazy for not drafting him first. 
And I, I just, it makes me scratch my head because I'm like, I, there is so much injury risk there. Like, is that what you want to do? So I, I think running backs are a huge risk is one of my top bullet points, right? Which kind of gels with what you're saying. No Dalvin Cook, no Derrick Henry, et cetera. Yes. Yeah, I, I just can't see. I Like, I love Austin Eckler. The dude is so good. He's He's like a fantasy player's dream when he does what he does, right? right? He's like the second coming of Christian McCaffrey because he gets those receptions. He gets those receiving touchdowns. He carries the ball. And when he does, he's like a beast, but he's also pretty injury prone. I don't want to, yeah, no, he is as are a lot of running backs, you know, right? as are a lot of running backs. Then everybody's talking up. They're like, okay, well let's look at the opposite end of the spectrum, which is like a Najee Harris. Right, and and we're going to talk more about running backs, but uh, uh, on a different day. But you you need to be very wise, especially in the first two rounds this year, because you don't want to overdraft a running back who has that much of an injury history, or somebody that you could lose your entire season on because you went Christian McCaffrey with the second pick of the draft. And the dude's hurt by week four. Right. You know, like that ruins your season. And what's odd is, you know, one of the other thoughts I had in regard to the running backs is I think that the running backs are going to be the roster asset this year that's going to decide the 2022 fantasy season because there are so many high potential injury bust plays out there that... Whoever drafts McCaffrey and McCaffrey plays a full season, whoever drafts Barkley and Barkley plays a full season, whoever drafts Cook, Cook plays a full season, and those guys get big returns for you, I that is going to put you in a huge position. Because when I'm sitting there at the plate, I don't know if I can pull the trigger on those guys. Because I, I don't want to piss my season away because I, I gassed on injury-prone players. Right, so so that's why if you're stuck with a pick one through five, right, you feel you have to take one of those running backs, you better invest another draft pick, one in their backups. You have to. Right, you're going to be screwed no with their handcuffed. you got to get them. You have to get their handcuffed. And two, with your second pick of the draft, you almost have to go quarterback because you have to get the ability to make up for the points that you might lose. So you kind of have to go Christian McCaffrey, Josh Allen, or Dalvin Cook, Patrick Mahomes. Because Mahomes can put up 40, 50 a game. Josh Allen can put up 40, 50 a game. That's the way I look at it. Okay. I hate, I hate being stuck in that position. I have a, contr- a contrasting thought here. I, I, I'm looking at it a little differently. I, I actually go the other way, right? So... For running backs, for me, they're too much risk, right? But if you go that route, and remember, you know, you got to get points, right? So you're always trying to lock in the 20-plus point players because the more of those you have, the better off you are. And I know that sounds st- stupid. Yeah, of course, Rich, you're supposed to draft fucking players that score a lot of no, points. No, that's get it. the truth. What I'm saying is that's that you're looking for the high-end guys, right? That guy gets me 20 a game. That guy, It's not like, yeah, he gets me 10, but then he gets me 30, like... 
that helps, but that shit doesn't get you there. You need the guys like, yeah, I get 20 out of him every fucking week. I, I would say the QBs, for me, they kind of average out. Like, you look at, and we'll talk about QBs in a hot second here, but the top uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, from our league last year, obviously, point systems are all dependent on your individual uh, league. But those players I just listed, that, that amount, what, it was 10-plus, they all differentiated, they were all differentiated between four points in terms of average between the top and the bottom. Top being Josh Allen, bottom being Lamar Jackson. From Jack Allen to Jackson, the average was a difference of four points. So to me, I, I think the wide receivers are probably as, as if not more important this year than they've ever been. Uh, like it is, I'm always been about wide receivers, but this year probably more so than anything. I would, I would agree to part of that. I don't agree that the the wide receiver isn't. I mean, the the quarterbacks aren't necessary. I, I understand your four point difference, but it's not about the four point differential. It's about guaranteeing that you get that value at the right point. Now, wide receivers are a hundred percent important, but when you're looking at a wide receiver you better start looking at who is honestly going to get the most targets because opportunity yields, you know, points. It's not even about their catches. I don't, I could give a shit about who caught what I care about targets when I'm, when I'm looking at uh, uh, wide receivers. So like a Cooper cup got 191 targets last year, right? Like that's insane. A Deontay Johnson got 169 Devontae Adams got 169. Justin Jefferson got 167. You're talking an average of over 10 targets a game. Yeah, right? no, and I, then we. I, and, I understand. Then, but I'm just. I guess my, my grander point was like if you have Josh Allen or Joe Burrow, that, that difference is not going to make or break your title game or your playoff run. Uh, you know, barring no. a 50, 40 point game, you know, something ridiculous. Right, I'm just, you know, the difference would be like, oh, I have Josh Allen and I have Jameis Winston. You know, th- that that's kind of like where you're seeing the yes. fall off, right? I mean, that, that's where you don't want to be. Yes. So, like I said, I look of of the first of the first couple running backs that are going to go off the board. Austin Eckler is the only one I'll I, I'll, I'll have any interest in. He's the only one I kind of trust. I, I, everyone else, I, I'll go without, but when it comes to quarterbacks, which we're going to talk about right now, like if I don't get a Josh Allen, if I don't get a Patrick Mahomes, a Herbert or a Burrow, right. I'm going to, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait as long as I could possibly wait. And I'll take like what you're saying. I'll take somebody at the end, like a Hertz, a Prescott, a Will. Nah, I don't think I'll take Wilson. Uh, maybe I'll wait and take a Brady. Maybe I'll wait and take Aaron Rodgers. Like I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't care about the middle Lamar Jackson's Kyler Murray's. I really don't even care about a Jalen hurts. Everybody's on the Jalen hurts bandwagon too. 
Um, yeah, I, I mean that, that's another big one. Well, we'll get into quarterbacks here. I, I think strategy wise, I think we're we're both in in the boat that running backs are a huge risk. There's a lot of potential there, though. If you do end up striking gold, uh, we're a little bit different on quarterbacks. I, I think they average a lot out. So so long as you don't get one of those like tier three quarterbacks. I think that you can probably better your roster elsewhere. And for me, wide receivers, I, I think, is where it's at. I think you're looking at having a more balanced uh, roster squad this year and not gassing as heavily as wide receivers is per se me. I would say, I would say if you're gonna if you're gonna go wide receiver, this for me this year, this is gonna be my strategy. I'm either gonna go load up on my best wide receivers I could find early. Not load up. I'll get two or three of my really, really, really high-end wide receivers. Then I'm going to load up on running backs. Like as many as I can get in the middle rounds. And then I'll, I'll grab a quarterback. Gotcha. Or, or I'm going to go the best hero running back I could find, the best quarterback I can find, and then I'm going to just load up on wide receivers. So I'm 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 mixed between the two of loading up on as many wide receivers or as many running backs as I can find this year. Wide receiver is you're right. It's so it is such an important piece this year, especially. Yeah, I think so. Just because there's questions elsewhere, but we'll see how it plays out. So we we're talking about the quarterbacks. Let's get into it right now. We'll do our rankings for 2022. So I'll kick it to you. Do you want to start with your tiers and how you you know again quarterbacks and tight ends to me are pretty quick. We do tight ends along with wide receivers, but for the pr- purposes of um, fantasy talk and content, we'll, we'll do tight ends here shortly. That'll take two seconds, but um, I'll kick it to you with the quarterbacks and the tiers that you have. Yeah, so there are three tiers. Uh, the first four, Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, and Burrow, they're going anywhere from the second round to the, to the fourth round, fifth round, realistically, right now. Um, are those your those first are, tier? Yeah, that's the first tier. I I, I have all it. of those, I'm, including Brady. You don't want to throw Brady in there? I I'm I'm off Brady this year. I'm I really he's in my third tier. I don't have any interest in Brady. Really, I really don't. He lost his center man, and that's like a big deal. Yeah, I, I mean it is a big deal. So long as the guy that. Um, replaces him sucks, but if he's manageable, I don't know, I don't know if it's that big of a deal. I, I'm throwing him in God. my tier one. I, I, that's the only difference between our tier ones. Godwin, Godwin was his Wes Welker, right? Godwin was his Julian Edelman, and Godwin's not right either. God, Godwin's got that torn ACL he's coming back from. Yeah, they grabbed Gage like, though. They grabbed Gage, and that was I know, pretty much dictated by Brady. Russell Gage, Russell Gage, Russell Gage. Well, I don't think I don't he's a world breaker. A... I just think he solidifies the core a little bit. I don't give a fuck about Russell Gage. If he was that good, he would have done something. <laughs> Hell, alrighty then. <laughs> I I really don't. I'm t- I'm just tired of the, whatever. Regardless, that guy and, and is no a one's... disgrace to the uniform. <laughs> No one's going to fault you. Russell Cage. No one's going to fault you for putting Brady up there. But you're putting him in your first tier. Damn right. That means you're me. taking Brady, you're taking Brady somewhere in the first second to fifth round. No, I I just think that uh, uh, first to fifth round, I mean maybe. Yeah, I mean if he's out there, it really depends again, uh, you know, dependent on the draft and what else is floating out there. You know. Yeah, I, I'm 
But I, I, I don't know if I'm taking any of those guys unless the wide receivers and the running backs that are out there are just, I, I mean, they've been demolished at that point. right? I, I think the only quarterback of that group, uh, you know, obviously we had the same, Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, I included Brady in Tier 1. The only one I would actually pull the trigger on earlier than the rest and actually make a point of getting would be Allen because he gets you the yardage on the ground and he can get you extra points. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I really like Burrow this year and I really like Allen. I don't care what anybody says about Stefan Diggs because people are down on Diggs again. Well, he just had he just had the bad twenty twenty one, right? So, and everybody has recency bias. They were like twenty twenty was a figment of our imagination. Twenty twenty one is more what it's like, and it's kind of like I don't know, maybe. maybe Yeah, they're saying twenty twenty was an outlier for his career, and it's like I'm so tired. Not really. He was good in Minnesota, but I mean, we'll save that for the wide receiver talk. Yeah, that's that's wide receiver talk. Yes, so that's my first year. Moving on, anything else you want to add about the, the first tier there? No, for me, I, of those guys that we talked about, I, I don't think you can go wrong with any of them. I, I love the potential of all of them. I think Brady probably, of all of those guys, has the biggest bust factor, only in the sense that things are a little fluid in uh, Tampa Bay with, obviously, the center going down and with, um, not Gage, but uh uh, Godwin not playing, and I, the guy's forty five, right? Like eventually nice something, dude. And, and he's look, Todd Bowles sucked in sucked. New York, and I don't he know sucked. why everybody thinks that he is an equivalent replacement uh, for Arians. I'm, I'm he's sorry, not, I, he's not. Arians is going to be running that team from the from the booth. He's just going to be running the team from the booth. No, no, not a chance. Arians is out of there because fucking Brady hated him and he wanted him gone and he got him kicked out of there. And Bowles, 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 whatever the fuck, is, I mean, he's a puppet. He's like Biden. I, I, I Damn it, I shouldn't have fucking... I can't believe... I, I told myself I wasn't going to do anything political or make any kind of political references or jokes Jeez. and all the rest of it and I fucking did it. God, I suck. I hate myself. Fucking... I, and I, thought, goes there's, oh, I thought there's a rule... That you don't talk about politics, religion, or sex at the dinner table. I know. I it was just there. It was just there, and it was. I, I just went for Fuck, it. But dude, anyway, I, you know, Bowles is. You know, I just don't think that Bowles is going to have any kind of influence on this team outside of the fact that Brady gets to dictate. Uh, you know, everything that he wants this offense to do. Um, so I, I think he's got the biggest uh, bus factor there. So that, that's my only thought about Tier 1, guys. Uh, let's go Tier 2. Um, I'll go with mine um, because you're, I don't know where Brady falls, but I threw Rodgers, Stafford, Wilson, Murray, Jackson, and then I threw your boy Carr into uh, Tier 2. Um, I fought myself to keep Hurts out of it. Um, I almost put him in, but then I didn't. So quarterbacks... 2020, what was it, 2021, Carr finished 12th, 13th, something like that. I can't fault you, but you only put him there because of Adams, right? Well, I think that he'll have an uptick because of Adams. And I like the fact that Josh McDaniels is the head coach there because he's going to bring a strategy 
that Carr has not had, definitely not last year, with the fucking disaster that your team was with fucking Gruden and that whole shit. So I just think that with a little bit of consistency, a game plan plus Adams, you already have Waller, you have some other pieces, you know. I think those could be good things for Carr. So I threw him in there in in the second tier. It's a, it's a push, you know. I mean, I I shouldn't say it's a push. It's a re- it's a reach. But I like him in there in in tier two. Yeah, my my tier two is I don't have Stafford. I don't have Rodgers. Uh, I I I really cut it off from Lamar Jackson, uh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is actually. They're all kind of the same. Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott. Those are my four for my second tier. Okay. And to be and to be honest with you, I don't even want these guys. Like these are these aren't even the guys. That, like I said before, if I can't get one of the first four, I'll wait for somebody from my third tier, which I think are going to actually be around for a long time. Yeah, it's kind of like kickers, right? Like I take a kicker with my last pick of every draft because I don't give a shit what the kicker is so long as it's not junk I mean maybe I'll jump on one a little earlier but it's you know I don't want junk as my quarterback but outside of that I'll take any of these guys tiers one two or probably three right. maybe not three that's like we we don't we're not even really talking about tier four but it really depends on what you're building if you've built a lineup in the first seven rounds where you have three running backs and four wide receivers and you're playing in a league that's two running backs and three wide receivers, and you got yourself four starting wide receivers and three starting running backs, sure, maybe I'll take a shot on, on a quarterback at that point because I know I'm going to get some sort of value. But it really depends on what you're doing, right? Like it really, really depends on how far you, you can go with getting the best value versus – actually building a roster. I don't play best value. I hate that. I know people do it and they uh, just look at who's I, I, the next. I like it, but it, it is roster dependent for me. It's very roster dependent. This is why having a live draft changes everything. There's no computer which is telling you who's the next average draft play, average drafted player, and you have to actually do the work on your own like, you know, real life. Yeah. But everybody just looks at the ADP and they're like, oh, shit, I forgot Lamar Jackson is still available. And oh, he's- holy shit. I completely forgot that Jason Garrett is on the Sunday Night Football fucking broadcast. He, what? Yeah, he's with, um, I, I forgot the uh, the girl that they brought over from ESPN, the one that wanted a shit ton of money. She wanted Stephen A. Smith money. They brought her in. They put her in Tariko's seat. Tariko's now doing the play-by-play because, uh, because Al Michaels is out. They're with Tony Dungy, who stayed there, and they blew out Drew Brees, and they put Jason Garrett in his seat. And I completely forgot that. I... The Sunday night broadcast, minus maybe the broadcast itself, is going to suck. No, it's Chris Collinsworth this Sunday night football. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. He's in game. He's in game. Him and Tariko are doing the play-by-play and the color. Garrett is one of the studio commentators. Melissa Stark. No. She is on NFL Network. No, Melissa Stark is is doing the reporting from the sidelines. For, For NBC this year? 
Yeah, for, for she moved over to NBC. Okay, I, I mean the, the the return of the lacrosse institute. Good for her. Terry Terry McCauley is the you know whatever you want to call him the, the referee uh, person, the referee guy. Uh, who is? I don't know. I, I am just staring at Justin Garrett, Jason Garrett, and I cannot believe I, I, I this fucking guy got to do color on the USFL games. And I, I, as a sucker, I watched USFL games. This guy was so bad. He was so fucking bad. So bad. Don't be rude. I, Shut up, Don. He's terrible. I can say whatever the fuck I, I want. I, I kind of like Tariqa. He's fine. I don't. I don't have a problem with Tariqa. Tariqo, I don't. Have, I, no, I, I'm just. I just saw. Oh, he's smiling, and oh, he, I, I where I, I can't find where he is. What is so, he doing? He's up. Oh, he's in studio. Yeah, he's the studio guy. He replaced Breeze because Breeze did one year, and then I think him and NBC they're like, "You're bad," and he was like, "What?" And they're like, "You're done." Oh my god! And so who's the who? Who's the other studio people? It's Dungey. He's been there forever. Remember, it was, it was Dungey and yeah. uh, Woodson, and then they moved Woodson to Intragame uh, <laughs> sideline. So whatever. The crew is just so bad. Yeah, I, I mean, it was, and it's like one of the premier products. I mean, God, they, they give these guys such good games. Oh my god! And you saw the money they gave. Dude, we're way off topic now. Oh yeah. All right. All right. So so fucking rewind. All right. So uh, back to we're talking about quarterbacks. I'm sorry, I I digress there because I I completely forgot about it. I saw it on TV, and it's anyway. We were talking about tier two guys, and um, you know who you want to include. Yours included Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, and Dak Prescott. Um, and but you weren't necessarily set on getting one of those guys if you could just wait and maybe get somebody similar later. Yeah, I, I, I there. If I'm gonna take one of those guys, like I'm gonna reach for one of those guys, that's gonna be Hurts, mainly because of yeah, the talent around him, the talent around him. He's pretty young, you know. He's I, I, I really like the kid from college. He was really good. I mean, he went to. Two different NF uh, uh, football championships with two different teams. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Uh, I think his third year is going to be his best year. If he's not going to do it now, when's he going to do it? And I mean, dude, he was what? Did he finished tenth last year in points or or twelve. Kids, got yeah, they talent. got AJ Brown and they got AJ Brown too. So I, you know, I, I'm I'm with you there. Um, well, all right. So you only have four in your uh, tier two. Let's go to tier three. I'll just read off because I, I have Jalen Hurts at the top of that list um, because, again, I wanted to put him in, in two. I just don't it, – it's rough for me to put Hurts there when he hasn't really proven all that much, right? And then they didn't have the great playoff game either. Um, and so elsewhere in tier two, which is not ranked in any kind of order, um, I, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Tua, Matt Ryan, Mac Jones, Ryan Tannehill, and Trevor Lawrence. And that was my tier three. So I've got two of your tier twos in my tier three, that being Prescott and Hurts. Do people are talking about, uh, Trevor Lawrence, like he's going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. I, I think he probably, next to Jalen Hurts, might have the biggest sleeper potential of this bunch. Okay. I got to say something about Trevor Lawrence. We talked about this last year. I I watched him play, and he was very green. Very, very green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And year. shit situation. Shit situation. Horrible. That coach was a fucking disgrace. The fact that any NFL 
owner, GM, they allowed that shit to happen is ridiculous. But they're Jacksonville. Jacksonville sucks. So it is what it is. But when he threw the ball, that kid can throw a football. I mean, that kid's going to – he's going to be good. I don't think he's going to be good with Jaguars. I think eventually he'll be traded to someone, and he might be a a kid who blows up somewhere else. Like when – didn't Drew Brees get traded for – Oh, holy shit. I'm sorry. Jack Collinsworth is also on this broadcast now. (laughs) I can't believe this shit. Is that Chris Collinsworth's brother? No, it's his son who also did the USFL games. He sounds exactly like Chris Collinsworth. He did no. play-by-play on USFL, and I guess he's on this, He's part of the sideline crew with Chris Sims and Darren Woodson. Ugh, I digress. Okay, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Um, you know, a lot of potential to pop there. Hold on, I'm looking at this. I got to see everybody now. Now you got me interested. I oh my God, I, I, I cannot believe that this is what, this is why, there, there's a uh, app called ColorCast that came out that basically, I, you know, the kid who built it is out in Texas and he's basically just building it to get bought out by some other tech company, make a shit look ton of money and just do the whole tech fucking buyout thing, right? I mean, it's the only reason the thing was developed, but it, it's supposed to allow the average Joe at doing a broadcast of a game. So you you can just hop on, and it's got the two teams, and oh. if somebody wanted to log in, they could listen to you do the play-by-play rather than somebody else. And I did You're- a couple of games last year, and it was fine, but I, I mean, that's what you're left with because the official broadcasting crews are fucking terrible. Holy shit. Yeah, you're, I know who you're talking about now from ESPN. You're talking about Maria Taylor. Yeah, yeah, that that was her. That was her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she did NBA. She did NBA, and then she became a, a, a name. She had a lot of juice behind her, and then you know nobody. They, ESPN didn't want to lose her. Obviously, I, you know they, they want to take their own groom from within. But NBC went and just threw a ton of money because NBC was like, "Yeah, we're going to turn over our whole Sunday night crew because they all suck." And so uh, you know she became a big commodity, and now she works the studio host, which is fine. I studio host. I I don't even care about the studio host. It's the other guys. Like, I, you know, I don't want to go to fucking stupid Jason Garrett for, uh, you know, his thoughts and opinions. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, Trevor Lawrence. Um, that's where we're at. Anybody else in your tier three here? Because I know I'm going to lose you pretty soon, and we want to, you know, knock out the tight ends if we can. Yeah. Uh, in my in my, my uh, tier three starts with Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Maybe, maybe Derek Carr, and maybe I have more faith in him than most people do, but maybe a Kirk Cousins. Okay. Well, I have Kirk Cousins in my tier three because he always puts up yeah. numbers. He actually had a pretty good year last year. I just, I think that with a healthy feeling and a healthy Jefferson and that kid coming up, Osborne, he has potential. I mean, he really does. But outside of those guys, dude, I don't want any quarterbacks. I don't even, I don't need a backup quarterback. I don't play the backup quarterback game. I the only time I'm gonna and and here's what I'll do when when I'm, when we're dealing with quarterbacks. If I'm gonna get a tier one quarterback, you damn well better be sure, in my opinion, to get a tier three quarterback somewhere later in the draft. Because if you're if you're gonna invest a top second round pick, a top third round pick in one of these guys, you gotta get a backup who's gonna be worthy enough. To 
not take away more than, what, five points a game average, four points a game, because that's going to matter. Right, you don't you don't want the fall off, right? I mean, for me, it, it's the fall off to the. I always look at James Winston because I just think he's such garbage. Um, he is garbage. Kirk Cousins, by the way, last year, forty two hundred yards, thirty three touchdowns, and seven interceptions. I mean, a pretty solid year, sixty six percent complete percentage. I, I mean, completion percentage, not terrible. I, I I definitely that's why I have him in my three. Yeah, his his completion percentage is what killed him. And then I'll kick it off with four. Um, my tier four, and these are the only guys that I think are worth talking about. Again, I, I will say Deshaun Watson, I have not mentioned at this point because I have no clue if he's even going to play this year. So I'm not talking about him. I'm not making it political. I'm not talking about anything else other than the fact that I don't know if he's playing, so I'm not putting him in this. Um, but my my fourth tier is going to be Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Daniel Jones, and Justin Fields. All younger quarterbacks I don't know anything about, and they just have potential factor, and that's it. Uh, I mean, we could I could give you my fourth tier. It's not going to matter because I'm not going to draft any of these guys, but it's going to start with Trey Lance and Scott Justin Fields to uh, Trevor, uh, you know, maybe a Matt Ryan, but everyone else is 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 garbage to me. They're fifth tier, sixth tier, seventh tier, whatever tier you want to to label them. Uh, Matt Ryan's the cutoff. I'm not, I don't care about anybody past that. With People pass that like a Jameis Winston, a Ryan Tannehill, Daniel Jones, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz. None of those dudes are somebody that I'm going to draft. Yeah, and I, I cannot, for the life of me, we talked about it earlier, and uh, I, you know, just wrap up quarterbacks with Trey Lance. I don't understand it. I can't figure it out for the life of me. I, I, I live-tweeted about it during the uh, 49ers-Packers uh, playoff game because the announcers and everybody on Twitter was clamoring for Trey Lance to be in there. Oh, This is where Trey Lance goes in there and makes a run. This is where Trey Lance goes in there and throws this. And it was like, Trey Lance has not done shit all year. All year. And now all of a sudden you think he's yeah. got potential to come in in a playoff game and turn the tide? Yeah. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? How can we be talking like, about a quarterback that's shown nothing? Yeah, exactly. Nothing. Exactly. He's shown nothing. Like, I, maybe he does this year, and the next year I'll talk about him. And then be like, oh, yeah, everybody that picked him this year, you know, uh, way to throw the dice. But I, I just don't understand the talk. I did that. You did what? Uh, no, my, my wife just walked up to me, and she was trying to whisper to me. Oh, hey, how you doing, sis? Hi, Rich. I can't hear you. The great Alyssa Eggie joining the program here. Although she can't hear. She's going to throw no, on No, now the, she uh, can. Oh, now she can. Okay, fantastic. So who do you like as your quarterback this year for fantasy football? Patrick Just... Mahomes, I'd have to say. Oh, well done. There you go. Put on the spot. She knew a name. She threw it out there, and it ended up being a good one. Good for you. It could have been a lot worse. I put you on the clock there, and you could have been like, I like Jameis Winston. And then I would have been like, ah, there you go. Kelsey as a tight end. Travis Kelsey. Oh, also, I'll take that. Uh, getting a little older. Didn't pay dividends last year, but he seems to be at the top of everybody's uh, top of everybody's tight end charts, which is where we're going actually in a hot second. So, how is everything else going? Good, good, bad. Other way, otherwise. Sail away media, everybody. Sail away media for all of your social media uh, engagements. 
any kind of need that you have uh, with trying to improve your advertising through the internet, social media realms, she is the woman of the hour. Sail away media, go there. Or be square. Or I don't know. Some shit like that. That was but, a pretty good shout out. That was pretty good. Tried. Uh, best I could. You know, we don't get paid for advertisements, but I will plug you because you're good at what you do. So I got no problem doing that. So what's up with you there, CJ? What are we staring at here? Christian John, are you going to say hi to your uncle? What's up, Christian? How are you? Did you give him a high five? Can you're you give him a high five? Really soon. I know. We're going to see you really soon. Next couple of weeks. He actually just smacked the phone. That was really cute. Kid's going to be bigger than me, uh, you know, and I'm yes. trying to lose weight, and he's still going to blow me out of the water. I came down from 230 to 220 in a, in a couple of weeks there, but, I, I mean, I, I probably have 40 left to go. <laughs> you got you lost 10 pounds? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I literally, all I did was I, I, I hopped on the elliptical for, uh, you know, anywhere from like 40 to uh, 60 minutes every morning for the period of three weeks. And my body was like, oh, you haven't done shit in years. So guess what? We'll reward you with some uh, water loss. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Great. I, I still look like a, you know, a bag of bones. But, uh, you know, you got to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere. So, uh, all right. Uh, with quarterbacks uh, done and in the past, we'll wrap up with the least significant, I think, of all of the positions, which is why we roll them into wide receivers, and that is tight ends. So, speaking of tight ends, I don't know if there's much to talk about. I, I will say this. Um, I, I will throw a first tier around Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and then I'll include George Kittle and Darren Waller, but I've got question marks on the two of them. I got question marks on on Kelsey too. I think he's getting old. Mark Andrews seems to be seems to be the consensus favorite at tight end. He is a hundred percent. Everybody and their brother is talking about how oh, if you can get Mark Andrews in like the late round two, early round three, like you got him. Like if he falls, you got him. Like. Dude, it's still Lamar Jackson throwing him the ball. It's not like, you know. Yeah, well, now, if you're in a wide receiver tight end format, I don't know if Andrews warrants as much importance or value. However, if you are in a tight end only league, do you think that Andrews warrants the value per se? Kelsey, Gronkowski in his prime, uh, Waller that one year, Kittle that one year. Is he of that same tier where it's worth sacrificing a wide receiver or a running back to grab the tight end because nobody else is going to, you know, uh, match that performance? What I, you know, when when I think it really matters is when you're in a tight end premium league. And that's something I actually wanted to talk to you about uh, for our leagues is in tight end premium leagues, you get a point and a half for every reception. Oh, that's weird. Instead of a point. So it evens out the tight end position. And since we don't require you to start a tight end. I hate that. I I, I hate that from a logic perspective completely. What? Because what? Now you're trying to juice up the the position artificially, and I know that that happens in IDP, especially with our leagues, as we put a lot of value on sacks and interceptions and the rest, so I get it. 
But the tight end, realistically, is a wide receiver position, right? I mean, they're either featured or they're not. So now you're going to try to tinker with the math of a pass-catching position just to, uh, to, to put value in that spot. I just roll them in tight, roll them into wide receivers and call it a day. Yeah, but tight ends don't run the same amount of routes that a wide receiver does. They don't. Yeah, but but you can't equate them. This, you know, the tight end position. If you don't roll them in the wide receivers, then the tight end position is what it is, and then you have to decide on if you're look Gronkowski in his prime. Let's just take Gronkowski, right? If you grab Gronkowski in his prime when he was throwing up points, Tony Gonzalez, same thing, uh, Antonio Gates, and you were in a tight end specific league. That was a strategy because you got a S-ton of points on the back end for making that investment, right, and that pick. And yeah. that was part of the strategy. And so I, let's just do it point per, per, point per reception here. You know, does Andrews have that kind of value as the greats in their prime? I, my vote is no. No, not a chance. And I don't think Kelsey is what he was in years prior. I think he's getting old. I don't. I I can't be the one that labels. I mean, he, dude, he really had, fell off last year. I mean, he had some games, but it wasn't compared to the years before. Yeah, I mean, I I understand. I understand where you're coming from, 100. percent I don't. I don't. This year, I don't see somebody that is as good as what he's been. I don't believe in in, in a Mark Andrews. I don't believe in. Anything of the sort, like what Kelsey was two years ago or three years ago. Remember when we had, what was that year? We had three 1,000-yard receiving tight ends. It was like Waller. Was it, was it Waller, Waller, Kittle, and Kelsey, right? Yeah, Kittle and Kelsey, right. Like, that's so rare. Well, I mean, last year you had Andrews, Kelsey, and Pitts, right? Pitts came in with uh, sixty, what, uh, sixty-eight catches and uh, thousand twenty-six yards. Yeah. So yeah. only one touchdown, which impacted his uh, his performance. But um, I didn't put Kittle in that top rung. I, not Kittle. I didn't put Pitts in the top tier only because I got serious question marks about the quarterback position, and I don't know what they're going to be able to churn out from Mariota. Marriott, I can't believe they named him the starter already. I mean, it is what it is. Bridge quarterback, right? The good old bridge quarterback. And what's his name? Uh, 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 oh, they drafted a a a a, a, run, a quarterback. Um, Ritter? Ritter. Yeah, Ritter. 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 Yeah. I mean, if he gets in there, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think they're just gonna ride out the year with Marriott. I, you know. Unless he stinks, and then they'll give him the hook. But I was listening to, and I have like five minutes here, so I was listening to um, CBS Sports, uh, whatever, Fantasy, and they had some guy who talks about gambling on, and they were talking about Ritter being the offensive rookie of the year and the odds on that guy because if Mariota sucks and they put him in, he'll have enough time to, you know, build up some numbers and, and you know, maybe be offensive for a good year. It was a very good point. I I, I actually, I, I thought about it like, wow, that, that dude's right. He, you know, that's not a bad bet. No, I, I mean, there's some value there for sure. Because obviously quarterback, I you know, has a lot of value. So, uh, 
Um, all right, so you don't have a lot of time. So anyway, like I said, I, I had Kelsey, Waller, Andrews, and Kittle as my Tier 1. Uh, I definitely agree that I think Andrews is probably the premier talent of that bunch, um, only because I think Kelsey is getting older, or else I put Kelsey up top there. Pitts, I, I wanted to put up. I have question marks about the quarterback. And other than that, I don't really see, and I, I think all these guys are just guys. I, you know, Dallas Goddard, Schultz, Hawkinson, I, Ertz, Logan Thomas, Fryermuth, Noah Fant, Irv Smith, who we just said is injured. I, you know, I don't know. Dawson Knox, O.J. Howard got, you know, he, I, I think there's the top five guys and then the rest. Yeah, I'm with you. I, that's exactly what I have. You know, Kelsey Waller, Andrews Kittle, Pitts, and then after that, I, you know, crap shirt. You could, you could go week to week with people after that. Yeah, I just don't know how you could see any of the, you know, like somebody could draft Evan Ingram in like the, you know, 15th round and all of a sudden Ingram ends up having a monster year. And it was like, yeah, well, he he should have been great with the Giants. It was just he dropped the, you know, 8 million balls and and it blew up. So I think anything past Pitts, you know, I don't know. I I guess maybe Goddard. The only problem with an Eagles tight end is they got a lot of other Eagles wide receiver targets to hand out. They have a lot. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, although I think Devontae Smith got injured today or yesterday. He uh, did? What happened? Uh, I think hamstring. Oh, Jesus. But we'll, you know, we'll be able to talk about that when we talk about the wide receivers. Maybe we'll do that next week. Uh, yeah. I, I, I kind of uh, bogarted the tight end spot here. Do you have any pearls of wit or wisdom you want to throw in into regard to the tight end spot? Uh, There was – hold on one second. I don't know Christian's going to lose his mind here in a minute. Yeah, all right. Uh, let him flip flip out. But um, um, as you figure that out, I, I'm literally looking that, down my list. And I was, the, was the only person I would want to mention outside of who we talked about. Dallas Goddard has an opportunity, but like you said, there's so much talent. There's so much talent around him. Is he going to? But I heard some statistics on him. I think it was on the the ESPN Fantasy Focus show, and they were talking about how good his his A dot was versus how many routes he actually he targets versus A dot and average and, depth of target. Yeah, average depth of target. Um, well, I could give it to you because I think um, one of the – hold on one second. I just whipped out this one. Uh, Athlon, Athlon Sports does a pretty good NFL uh, preview. Uh, there's a bunch of them out there. If you want to get really granular, um, uh, what's his face? Um, Warren Sharp does his uh, seasonal one that's really pretty good. But, I mean, that is heavy on stats. But they, I think tight ends, if I can get to it here, they had – at average depth of target. So continue as I look for that. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, like you said, he's, I, you know, I, who knows how good AJ Brown's going to be? Who knows about Devontae Smith? But that kid, Goddard, he, when he played, he was good. I mean, he was, he's good. He's, he runs like a Travis Kelsey. I mean, he runs the routes like a Travis Kelsey does. Yeah, well, here are, uh, you know, let, let's go Dallas Goddard. Last year, 76 targets, good for 56 catches, 830 yards, and then I uh, lost the touchdowns, four touchdowns. So definitely could have been worse. I mean, could, he caught 80% of his balls, and what was his, what was his A-dot? Uh, that's what I was looking for, and I can't find it now. I, I, I know that flipping through this uh, book. Say- 
they had uh, tight ends and their ADOT. But I can't find it now because why would I be able to find it on the fly? And I didn't know you were going to reference it, but I just remembered. Oh, shit. Yeah, I saw that in this book. But anyway, um, as I just tanked there. And uh, here we go. Wide receivers. Tight ends. Average depth of target. I know I saw it. Uh, Kyle Pitts, 11.2, followed by Andrews, Gronkowski, Mo Alley-Cox. Mo Alley-Cox, nice sleeper. Uh, He just doesn't get utilized all that much. Only 42 targets last year. Uh, Your boy Dallas Goddard is at 9. So he comes in. He comes in eighth uh, behind Pitts, Andrews, Gronkowski, Mo Cox, Hunter Henry, Darren Waller, Najoku, Goddard. So there you go. It's pretty good, dude. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I mean, obviously, you can see, you know, a lot of these guys are down. I mean, Mo Cox, I, <laughs> it's funny because the first time I heard about him was with uh, Warren Sharp. He was talking about him maybe two years ago. And he's a converted basketball project. And he always used to talk him up here and there. And then it's like, oh, you know, he's always good for a touchdown here and there. And he kind of, he pays off. But uh, it's funny because there are no wide receivers uh, that even come close to the A dots of, uh, I mean, you know, Kyle Pitts is 11.2. And that would be good in the wide receivers of, oh, my God, I don't even know. Uh, way below 20, um, above 84, uh, doesn't. Doesn't give me uh, anything past twenty, but um, still, uh, I don't. I just don't think strong tight ends this year are a strong play. If you have a tight end dedicated position, uh, Wall I, Andrews would probably be the only one that I might gas at. Otherwise, I'd probably pick up the guys if they were available in good value, comparatively speaking, to what was left in wide receivers and running backs. Yeah, I like you said in the beginning. Tight ends, one of those positions, one of those things where. It, it's tough to to really get thoroughly like wild about and happy about and excited about it unless you have one of those first four guys. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. I'm there, with there you. There might be somebody that you're like, oh yeah, I drafted blah 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 in the fifteenth round. And he turned out to be the fifth, fourth best, like a Waller a couple of years ago. You know? Yeah, like, no, no doubt. Um, all right, I, I see the time here, and we've been going on for about a half an hour, and your Raiders are getting warmed up there. And your boy, Devontae Adams is, is is out there. He's running around. Cars out there. I don't know if they're playing, but they're definitely out there throwing the uh, the ball, or the rock around a little bit. So, yeah. um, all right, we'll wrap it up there. Next week, we will either hit the uh, running backs or the wide receivers. Not sure which one yet. CJ, I hope you enjoy your weekend. See, over here, buddy. Come on. It's your godfather. High five. It's your godfather. High five. Boom. There you go. All right. To the uh, faithful listeners, thank you for tuning in. Uh, You know, you want to hear all of our uh, little tips and tidbits to help you in your fantasy leagues, which will net you big time wins. Not guaranteed. Uh, Tune in next week. Anyway, Chris, peace. I will talk to you later. See ya. Adios. Love ya. See ya, Eggie South.